Hey, podcast fans, we're back. As Sam Ellinger would say, after they get beat you once again, after they've been back for the last three years. What was the final score of that game? Uh, 23-20. Now, this is the first time Iowa State has beaten Texas and Oklahoma in the same season. I've seen that ever? the other day. Yep. First time. First time ever. Remember, Iowa State's usually garbage. Uh, they're pretty bad. Did you see the stat on the running back, though? On Iowa State's? Mm-hmm. So, in a player's first eight career games, there's been two running backs in college football history in their first eight career games who have had a ru- who have had one rushing touchdown and at least 100 yards in each one of their first eight career games. Can you... I don't know what's going on. I'm tired. I started working nights this week, so... I'm out of it today, but that is a crazy stat right there. You didn't even let me finish the stat. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Uh, that's, go that's, on. I'm sorry. Go, on. go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so he's one of the two running backs who have had 100 yards in each of his first eight games and a rushing touchdown. That streak was broken last week because he did not get 100 yards. Who is the other running back to do that? First career, first eight career games. His first eight. Maurice Claret. Oh, that's just bad. I had to throw something out there. I mean, I that's, it was around that time. Um, he also played in Big 12. Big 12 running back? About Ricky Williams? Nope. About 20 years ago. It was 2000 that happened. Okay, we're on a podcast, man, so I can't continue to guess. I gave you two guesses. Who is it? Give me it. I don't know why you got to be this way. I'm not. I'm just, I'm just saying. It's LT. Dang it, that was going to be my next statement. Yeah, I'm sure it was. It was. Yeah, whatever. Well, looking back last week, the Moose went 2-5. and five. The Manny went 2-5. and five. Both are upsets lost. Both are locks lost. It was not a good week. I will say this at halftime. I was winning every game but one. So, my lock of the every, week. Every single game? Well... All the noon start games. Some but it was like, there was a bunch yeah. of them. There was a bunch of them. Okay. Um, Kentucky was minus 23, and they lost by 24. They didn't score a single point in the next, or in the second half. So They were up 10 to 7 <clears throat> at yeah. one point. So you yeah. look good. 14 to 10 at halftime. Mm-hmm. I was looking great. Um, Manny's lock was Auburn. Obviously, didn't cover, and uh, both are upsets. Again, upsets, it's hard to pick those. They're just kind of going. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so both of those lost for us. So, Manny, this week. (laughs) I know, I'm struggling today a little bit. You are, dude. I was sleeping last night. Not enough. Jeez. Big takeaways from this past weekend. Ohio State not playing. Yeah, again, second again. game. Yeah, second game canceled. Obviously, college football still or the playoff ranking still has them at four. Yep. But I think that's making a lot of people mad. From what I've read through comments on yep. social media stuff, people don't like that. They're saying Ohio State has not played anybody, and I they're mean, not wrong. I I mean I, I I try to look at try to look at this as if I'm not an Ohio State fan, and this was Alabama. I would be upset that they started their season late 
and then all the COVID cancellations, do they deserve it with potential only playing four games? Uh, it's it's going to be tough. Um, if they're playing just four games? No. Well, I mean, I don't think Michigan State's game is going to happen this week. I um, really don't there's believe There's some optimism. Uh, they just started practicing yesterday. I but just don't again, feel good about it. There, yeah, I understand that. And I, okay, let's say they play. <coughs> let's say they play Michigan State. Are they going to play Michigan? No, I, I mean, wouldn't that be awesome though if Harbaugh were to just dump it? Like they didn't even have real COVID. They did. It was just all made up, and this was like the ultimate slam to say, you know, Ohio State, you're not getting the playoffs because of us. The only time we can beat you this decade. Yeah, this is the only. And but you realize if that happens for one, every recruiting battle between Ohio State and Michigan, Michigan's never going to win one. And there's going to be no fifty-six nothing at halftime. Ohio State's winning. They're going to put in their backups. Oh yeah, it's going to. I mean, Day's going to. Day's going to put up eighty points if he can. Next next year could be a hundred nothing. If this would have if this were to happen, yes, it will be. It would be very bad for Michigan. So I don't think he'll do it. But again, it is Jim Harbaugh. So you can't put much past the booger eater. I can't think of the um, Iowa State coach's name. Matt Campbell. I read an article too this this week that um, he could be a potential replacement for Jim Harbaugh if Jim Harbaugh or Michigan decide to part ways. He, I, I mean, well, he's had opportunities before to leave. And he has he stays at Iowa State, but he's gone to Iowa State and he's done great things, mm-hmm. very good things for Iowa State. As bad as a program as they are historically, the last few years since he's been right. there, I mean, he's not put them in the playoffs. He's not really given them a chance to win the Big Ten championship, but he's getting those eight to nine wins, right. which we never see out of a team like Iowa State. Um, any other games from last week? I mean, Notre Dame, North Carolina, thirty-one seventeen. Through the first three quarters, it was close. It was it neck was. and neck, back and forth. I mean, you saw the first quarter. It was 14-14 after the first quarter, and the defense is looking mm-hmm. horrible. You're thinking, this is going to be a shootout. Mm-hmm. Halftime, 17-17. I mean, it, it just – or 17-14 at halftime. At the end of the third quarter, 17-17, they just – they completely shifted courses. The defenses looked really well. But, yeah, uh, Notre Dame pulled away late in that game, able to cover, able to not get upset. Obviously, all <clears throat> Alabama and Auburn – um, Alabama looked good. Uh, Clemson, Pitt, Clemson looked pretty good. Again, it was Pitt, but um, it's nice to see Lawrence <laughs> for the first time in a month. And it yeah. looks like he didn't miss anything. No, nope. he looked perfect. Um, <clears throat> big upset of the week: Michigan State beat Northwestern. Um, I don't remember that one. Anybody's long. Well, we didn't touch that game. We didn't touch that game. We talked about it, but neither of us wanted. To. It was just so unpredictable. Between it was. The two teams. It was. Yeah. Uh, so that was really your big upset of the week. Um, Texas A&M, LSU, 20-7. Maybe a little closer to what that should have been. But, yeah, I mean, other than that, Washington beating Utah. Did you see the stats in that game, though, for Kellen Mond? Mm-mm. He was, at the end of the game, 11 for 34 with 105 yards and no touchdowns. 11 for 34? With 105. That's 105 yards. Holy cow. I mean, that's this is a top five team according to the rankings, and you're going to tell me 11 for 34 is getting something done? Yeah. Like, I just I, I fail to see that. Um, the big cancellations again, Ohio State versus Illinois. 
Minnesota, Wisconsin, Cincinnati Temple, and Oklahoma, West Virginia. I seen an article too. I read the other day. Um, Oklahoma, still alive. Still are. They yeah. really do. Yeah. Um, we'll get to that with we when we talk about the rankings. Yeah. Um, kind of where they're sitting, but yeah, Oklahoma now they're gonna need a lot of help. But yeah, with how the season's going, they have that dark horse outside chance to be able to sneak in, but a lot of things have to happen. But, they, I mean, I think they've been playing as well as anybody else in the country. Yeah, I feel like they're playing as good as football as your Notre Dames and your Alabamas. I mean, they struggled early on, those first two losses, early on in the season, but after that, they just hit their they stride and they good. just started doing very well. So, I guess let's go ahead and look at the rankings real quick. This is the new college football playoff rankings. I'm going to start from 25. Um, University of Louisiana. Yeah, Lafayette came back in. Yep. After getting uh, out for Tulsa, a week. Tulsa, jumping up a spot. Tulsa's going to be very good, I feel like, uh, for Cincinnati. In order mm-hmm. to get that win on their resume. That, that's going to be a team. decent. I yes. think that will really help their chances. I mean, their chances are very they're slim, just because they're not that Power 5 team. But with a win over Tulsa, I feel like the committee will look at that. Big loser this week, Oregon dropping eight spots. Washington jumping into the top 25 for the first time this year at 22. Marshall 21. USC 20, who lost two spots. Still lost two spots, yeah. Iowa gaining five spots, moving up to 19. Coastal Carolina 18. UNC 17. So you lose and you move up two spots. You move up two spots. Not too bad. Wisconsin stays still. Oklahoma State jumps eight spots. The big mover this week. Um, who'd they win? Who was it they played against? They didn't play against anybody. Like, who was it? That's a big jump for them. I'm going to check on that because they jumped eight spots. They jumped eight spots. I'll continue to read this while you do this, while you look at that. Uh, Northwestern dropping six spots to 14. BYU... Gained a spot, now up to 13. Indiana stays still at 12. So with same with Oklahoma and Miami, 11 and 10. Um, Iowa State moving up four spots and is now in the top 10 at number 9. Georgia, 6-2 and two Georgia, mind you, moving up a spot to 8. And then 1 through 7 stay the same. Cincinnati, Florida, Texas A&M, Ohio State, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Alabama. Yeah, top seven definitely did not change. They stayed the same. Um, no real big shakeups. Um, but yeah, with the the first college football playoff rankings, where where we where was Oklahoma State at? Uh, they would have been back. They jumped <clears throat> eight spots, so they'd have been what twenty three. They were twenty three, and they went and they won fifty to forty four against Texas Tech. Fifty. To forty four. Fifty to forty four and you jump and up. That eight was spots. that was a club I mean, Texas I, I watched that I watched the highlights of that game. I mean it was just kinda of back and forth yeah, for a while. I, I get there's losses and, and, and things like that. Um but you beat an unranked team, I, this has gotta be one of the biggest jumps ever. Eight for beating spots. A, like beating an unranked team and jumping eight spots. I mean if they played like if they played Iowa State, for example, or a team in the top ten and crushed them mm-hmm. or top five crushed them. I understand that huge jump, but I mean they jumped over teams and they it wasn't like they played overly impressive. They didn't play anybody no. too too good. Uh, the one loss teams that they jumped, uh, Wisconsin, and then obviously the Coastal Carolina, who's nine and zero, which I'm okay with them being ahead of them. But USC's three and zero, 
Washington's 3-0. I mean, is that kind of setting up where the committee's saying because you've played more games, you're going to be ahead? Because you know, right now, why isn't Washington or USC ahead of them? Which I, I am understanding that, which I'm not really understanding why Ohio State would stay four. Because you've got the Florida's who's got that big one on the resume. <clears throat> Texas A&M's got that big one on the resume. Why aren't they jumping four now? I mean, you see these schools down with USC uh, playing three games, 3-0, and and they're ranked 20th. Yeah. This is a Power 5 school. And I'm curious if Oregon would have won last week, where the committee would have put them. Because right. they'd have the same amount of games as Ohio State and be a 4 on the same record. And their resumes aren't much different because Ohio State really is not playing anybody. Same with Oregon. Where would Oregon fall in that? Yeah. So I, that's what's really concerning about this top four and who's going to get that four spot is Ohio State at four games right now. I mean, I think we can agree on the fact that if Ohio State cancels either of the next two games, they're obviously out of the tough. Big Ten Championship. Right. They'll get that sixth game because of how the conference is doing the December 19 games. Right. Um, they'll get that sixth game, but they will not have a conference champion. Conference championship. What do you do with Ohio State? You know, know. But, but with that, why aren't teams like Texas A&M and Florida, why aren't they hopping Ohio State yet? This is where it's starting to get to a point where the committee is going to be in a position where they may have to leave out where, if you look at it, Florida could beat Alabama in the championship. Uh, Clemson get their revenge on Notre Dame. You're going to have the only undefeated <laughs> Power 5 team being Ohio State, who at that point, not many games will not maybe not be in the playoffs. I think the Clemson-Notre Dame game, I mean, I think Clemson's going to be favored in that game. I do think Clemson's going to win that. Yeah, I think and That's so. going to cause – that's going to basically lock in because I think Alabama's going to win out. I really do. Um, so, to me, you got one, two, and three will be locked in there. I think Clemson will go ahead and move up to two. Notre Dame will probably only drop to three. So I would assume leave. they're going to drop the four because they're not going to want Notre Dame and Clemson to play for a third time in one season. I would assume they drop the fourth regardless of – I mean, they'll, they'll jump – Whoever. I mean, if they got a one-loss Clemson ahead of Ohio State now, and let's just say we're going to throw Ohio State in there for this argument, and Ohio State isn't going to have anybody on their resume that's going to really boost them up there. I, I don't I, – I know what you're saying, but I don't think that that's what's going to happen because let's just say you take Ohio State out. Now you got Texas A&M. They're not going to put over them. They're not going to put Florida – they're not going to put Cincinnati. And really, your next team probably would be Oklahoma or, or Iowa State, maybe. They're not going to put them ahead of them either. So I think you're going to see Notre Dame play each other and then turn around and have to play each other again. You know, I, the committee, since it's that human, the human aspect of it, they just will not put... I don't see them putting Notre Dame and Clemson to play if it shakes out that way. They're going to find a way to put the rankings, certainly, in a way that Notre Dame and Clemson will not play each other. Only if they both win in the college football playoff in the semifinals to play in the championship. They will not open up with a game for the third time There's these two teams will be playing. It doesn't make sense, but... I don't. I think they're they're putting themselves in a situation they're not going to have a choice. This is why you have to have Ohio State ahead of Clemson. Because here's agree. the thing, if Notre Dame loses... Rightfully so, Notre Dame should be right behind Clemson based off these rankings. Well, if you had Ohio State had a 
Clemson, and Clemson beats Notre Dame, you could just throw Ohio State at two, mm-hmm. move Clemson up at three. Now you Notre got Dame Alabama, and Notre Dame. Exactly. You would have that set up perfectly. And there's no way Ohio State can jump Clemson if Clemson beats Notre Dame. And I don't see Notre Dame with already having a Clemson win and them being ahead of Ohio State already that they would drop below Ohio State. So let me throw a scenario out for you because it's setting up for this. We know who the two SEC teams are. I just want to say real quick, though, real quick, Miami – is a garbage top ten. They are. I, yes, I Continue, agree. Continue, please. I agree. I would just I mean, look at them in the top ten. They look awful. They look right. awful week in and week Absolute out. Absolute garbage. Terrible. So, go ahead. Besides the point, but um, based on how these conference championships are, let's let's write in Ohio State because if we don't, uh, this conversation is gonna it's gonna be easy to pick your fourth. So you're saying let's pretend Ohio. Let's State pretend Ohio State plays their six games. They play the conference champion. They win okay. it. They're seven and zero going into the college football playoff. Okay. They're definitely a lock in at this point. Um, but here's what you're going to get set up. In the SEC, you're going to get Alabama to play Florida. Right. You're going to get Notre Dame to play Clemson. These are almost guarantees at this point. Okay. We believe Clemson, and I feel like a lot of people believe Clemson is going to get that revenge on Notre Dame. Okay. So you're going to have Clemson getting that revenge on Notre Dame. They both have one loss. Clemson's the conference champion. Right. Okay. You have Florida at this point who goes and upsets Alabama. Okay. Alabama's only loss is to Florida, the conference champion. So right now you have that you have those those four teams. With Ohio State would make it five, and then you gotta look at who's sitting at number five right now, Texas A and M. Texas A and M is gonna sit there and be like, "Listen, it's not our fault. We're sitting in the West Conference, mm-hmm. and we lost Alabama. We get it, but we beat the conference champion. So they're gonna make that case. Why aren't we in? So if this scenario, like if this scenario, ends up happening, which is possible." It's not like we're we're saying some wacky stuff or crazy upsets. Right. I mean, I'm assuming Florida's going to be a ten point underdog. Maybe I don't think I it'll be say, much I, more I, than I that. Know. I bet you. I bet you. You're looking at it'll be double digits for I, sure. But I think Florida's a lot better team than the years past. They have that chance to beat Alabama. Let's say they upset. Okay. okay. We know Clemson's going to be favored. Right. And we we feel Clemson's going to get the revenge. Yep. Because you I, now yeah. have Trevor Lawrence. You have that Agreed. leadership in there. At that point, Ohio State obviously gets the seven wins and the conference championship. What would your rankings one through six be, and how do you justify it? Well, I can promise you this: Cincinnati would not be getting in if that situation happens. Um, okay, mine would I. I would still put Ohio State at one because they'd be undefeated. They would be. I think it's between Ohio State and Clemson. I don't think that's real debatable. I think what do I think is going to happen or what I think should happen are completely different. Well, here's the thing. Clemson's you're you're going to have those one. four teams in. Okay, you're gonna, you obviously have to put four teams in. That fifth team. Now, I'm going to exclude Texas A&M. I wanted to throw them in there for the sake of the argument. Well, it's a good, well I, get, I get the argument. They beat Florida. They beat the conference champion. Alabama didn't beat the conference. They just champion. don't have that extra game, which I, I was throwing it in there just for effect. It's just one of those things where it's a three way I beat you, you beat me, and they beat we, Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I get it. It's 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 full circle. But I well let me let me let me tell you that my my top would be I what I feel like would happen would be Clemson would be number one. I think interchangeably one and two aren't a debate. I think it's gonna be Clemson. Based off these rankings will be Clemson, Ohio State, you can right. interchange them either and way. And then it's the last to. Three. It's the last. Three. I think Florida would be number three. Florida has to be. They, yeah, I and then, I mean, to me, if if you're really being honest of who I think should be, it would be Notre Dame, 
Because they'd have the better win of the two teams, and they'd also have the better loss. So if you're looking but the, but at but it's fair, not like it's not like a big difference between the two. If you're looking at fair, I mean it, but it is because Notre Dame would be, or Clemson would be the number one team. Texas A and M would be number five. That would be your big win, and the Florida your loss would be, would be a three. Florida team. Um, so to me, I mean that's you, it's the number one team you're talking. And about. And I get now. that because Clemson and Notre Dame, when you look at it, basically they're going to be. If Clemson ends up beating Notre Dame, they avenge that loss. They're going to be looking at your nine zero and one scenario, mm-hmm. where it, they just kind of cancel out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be up for a lot of debate. I mean, how do you drop the number one team? Out of it, you know, well, and with a name like Alabama, how do you? This is where the committee is going to have a huge issue if it comes to that, and it's extremely realistic. Well, think about this too: if you'd pick Notre Dame, you'd be again throwing in Clemson versus Notre Dame for the third and time. You don't have a choice. Yes, and will they want to do that? No, that's where the fairness is going to be taken out from it, and they're going to be like, we cannot put Notre Dame in. And play Clemson again. Now, what they might do, they might throw Ohio State at one to play Notre Dame, big ratings, mm-hmm. and then the ACC and SEC champion playing ACC. But I don't see again if Clemson beats Notre Dame, how Ohio State's going to be able to jump Clemson. If they have them right now ahead of Ohio State as we speak, and then you're throwing in a number two team, a number beating the number two team, how's Ohio State going to jump them? It's just not going to happen. And we've seen crazier things out of the playoff committee. And I think what it's going to get down to, it's going to get down to ratings. Because, I mean, you have that argument for five teams, five to six teams, and every single one has a solid argument as to why they should be in there. The team that really should be scared out of all of this, even though I feel it's a shoo is Ohio State. Oh, even if they are undefeated. Mm-hmm. They're going to have less games, a lot of games canceled. Their resume does not look good. They played an Indiana team who, at this point, if you would have told me last week Indiana would lose the remainder of their games, I would have said no way because they're a lot. They look but good. They every, but now that Penix Jr. is out for the season with an ACL injury, they play Wisconsin this week. Wisconsin's a big favor. I think you're going to start seeing them fall off. At this point, Ohio State's going to have at their best one be Northwestern or Wisconsin potentially. Yeah. Who are going to be outside the top ten? Right. All these For teams. Alabama else, played. Alabama beat the fifth ranked team right now. They'll be playing, and if this scenario happens, lose to the sixth ranked. Clemson's one will be that... against a two ranked. Two ranked will be against a three ranked. Like it's it's gonna. I don't see them doing it, but at the, at the same time, every Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson. Texas A and M and Florida all have that legit argument, saying, "Okay, the reason why." Our only loss came to a team that's going to be in the playoffs, and we still have that. That's our only loss we should be able to get in. Ohio State's going to be like, we're 7-0, we're a conference champion. But the downside is they have not played anybody. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a very interesting debate where, and I've seen some people uh, say they believe it'll be like an Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Florida, and leave Ohio State out. That's if Florida beats Alabama. That's if only way this works is if Florida beats Alabama. Well, if Ohio State does not have the conference champion, then you're comparing an undefeated team to an Alabama, and at that point, are you looking at the loss? Like, is that loss 
not enough to hurt Alabama. I mean, you're take you're going to literally take an undefeated team and say that you're not going to make it. But again, in this case, maybe four or five games is all they played. Ohio State, not Ohio State, the Big Ten shot themselves in the foot by waiting for whatever reason and try to fit eight games in eight weeks and say, yeah, and if have you have no, a cancellation, it's a no contest. Yeah, and you still have to have six games in order to get like that's what the rules were set like that. Not only that. Then you add on the fact that, okay, you have to make six games, but if someone gets COVID, they're out three games. Like, these rules have really hurt the Big Ten's chances. Well, just like Gene Smith this week said, Ohio State could have played. Yeah, exactly. Could have played, but like, was it the right thing to do? No. Well, now you're sitting at a point where it's – and they resumed activities. They just mm-hmm. started practicing again yesterday. Yeah. So it's, it wasn't like it was a huge enough outbreak. Mm-hmm. The numbers on, on the amount of COVID, 5% of the players – I believe that's what it is. Five percent of the players, if they have COVID, the Big Ten has the authority to cancel that game, and they will cancel that game. Every other conference except for the ACC, you have to fit a fifty-three man roster. The ACC says as long as you feel you can go out and compete with how many other players you have, they're going to be able to. They're going to let that. They're going to let you to be able to play. There's just, I mean, I know it's going to be difficult for Ohio State. I feel like. They have to get those six games. They have to get into the playoffs. Um, well, they don't have to get in the playoffs. But I know in order to get to the, the playoffs, they have to get those six games. So in this, okay, so we've talked a lot about the top six teams and the, the possibilities of who could be in that top four. How does a team from six to 11, how do they get in? Like, look, look at, I feel like the best team from six to 11 back to get in is Oklahoma. Yep. Yep. Uh, I, even though with the two losses, um, it, I struggle with that a little bit because Iowa State still did win the head-to-head to Oklahoma, but their other loss came to a – was a Louisiana Lafayette who is ranked. I guess you could look at it, but it's just not a good loss at all. Right. Um, back from the 6 to 11, honestly, and it's weird to say, but I think Cincinnati is, has the best chance out of all these teams. Because you got teams like Georgia up there. Well, Georgia lost to Florida. Georgia lost to Alabama. So you can't put Georgia in there if you don't put Alabama and Florida in there. Miami's looked bad all year. Miami, Honestly, Miami has that outside shot, but they're not going to be able to justify putting three ACC teams in. Because at this point, Notre Dame's done with their schedule. Clemson's got one more game left. They're going to play each other. You cannot put three teams in there. So... Miami, I think so. I think it comes down to the Big 12. You look at that. But I think Cincinnati, in my opinion, I think they have the best chance. Um, now, they need some things to happen, like Texas A&M get upset, so they have those two losses. They need Alabama to beat Florida. They need Notre Dame to beat Clemson. When I think in all these scenarios, this is assuming Ohio State is not going to get in because they did not get enough games in. I do believe if, if Notre Dame were to beat Clemson again, if Alabama is able to beat Florida... Um, and even if Ohio State gets in, as long as Texas A&M loses that second game, Cincinnati has a, has a legit argument I, that says we're undefeated. All these teams have two losses. You see that. At that point, Texas A&M will have two losses. Florida, Clemson will have two losses. Georgia's going to have two losses. Iowa State at least two. Oklahoma two. Miami's sitting back there with one. Here's the, th- here's the only thing that's, I think, stopping Cincinnati. Texas A&M, they get two losses. I think Cincinnati jumps them. Florida gets two losses. I think they jump them. I don't think they'll jump Clemson. 
I don't I don't think you can put a Clemson team non conference chamber with two losses. And with that, there's not a solid. I mean, I don't right, think you so can throw either. Miami on there, and by the committee, yes, will look at that and say that's a good win. It's really not. Really, honest, Miami, they could lose a few more games, and you know, you look at like a Tulsa or something could potentially be a better win than a Miami is. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't listen. I I'm not talking about what I think is deserved. I think Cincinnati, if Clemson had two losses, deserves to be ahead of Clemson. But I don't think the committee will put. Clum- or Cincinnati had a Clemson. I think if Cincinnati's Clemson. sitting here at like 10 in these rankings, then it's not a debate. Cincinnati has no chance. Or sitting here at 7, ahead of a one-loss Miami team, Power 5 school. Ahead of multiple Power 5 schools with one loss. But these are not like good power. I mean, this is Clemson we're talking about. And I just don't... I'm telling you what I think the committee will do. I'm with you on this. I think Cincinnati should be ahead of a two-loss Clemson. I don't think the committee is going to do that. I think Oklahoma, I think if, again, this is if Ohio State doesn't make it, um, if Alabama wins out, Notre Dame wins out. But who, I guess, who's going to have, what's Oklahoma's big win going to be? Uh, Oklahoma State. I mean, that would be probably the best one they have. I mean, they're good. Iowa State and Oklahoma are going to play again in the Big Ten, in the Big 12 championship. Okay. So they will play again, so obviously... That'll be a win on either of their, either of their resumes. That'll look good because it'll probably at that point be top ten wins, unless they are, you know, obviously, they get upset. Um, but yeah, Iowa State and Oklahoma are gonna play each other again, so they'll have that win. Um, at this point, though, Oklahoma State would be the best win for Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas, you know, Texas now just fell out of the top twenty-five would be uh, also on that list. Um, I don't see how Georgia could make it. There, there. I don't think there's a mathematical possibility because you have Texas A&M and Florida and Alabama. Like, I think you're putting Georgia in the top ten to give it, um, give some of these teams like a Florida, a good oh, one. Yeah, honestly, I think that's what it is because Georgia has not looked good in many games they've played. Nope. So I, I think that that's basically what that is. And honestly, I kind of feel like that's what they're doing with Miami because I don't see why you don't have BYU in the top ten. Yeah, and I, I feel get like it. you're giving the Clemson. They need to have a top ten win, so we put Miami up there too. Yeah, it's definitely – this committee is – I mean, they've always been unpredictable and they've always seemed to favor certain teams. Because, I mean, and I'm not saying Indiana deserves to be a top ten team, but they played Ohio State very well. Um, and and came down to the wire, had the position at the end of the game. Right. So why would you not put – and they beat Michigan. I mean, I know Michigan's not good. They beat Penn State, and I know that they're not good. But why would you not put Indiana in the top ten instead of Miami? Yeah, Miami's looked very bad. Miami oh, honestly, have... I probably would take that game. Miami might be maybe a two I, point. I think if I think if Indiana does not lose Michael Penix Jr. Right, exactly. I think I think Indiana beats Miami now. I'm I'm not real sure. Right, it's gonna be. Difficult, I just don't but, see how you can put Georgia or Miami in the top ten. I agree, I don't, but I don't see it. there's some type of love for certain teams that they need those guys to be up there in order for them to look good. I mean that's just how the committee works. It's 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 wrong, but it's how they've been working. That's how they've been operating the past six years. All right, Manny. Well, I think we covered that. 
about the best we could. I think it's time we do some picks. Yes, sir. Okay, so this week, 10 games. <clears throat> um, once again, I know what Manny's upset game is. He knows what mine is. We both know each other's lock of the weeks, but we do not know the other games. So yep. this will be, when we're talking this out, I don't know who he picked in the Ohio State versus Michigan State game, if it plays. That's um, true, if it plays. If we're, it our plays. locks of the week are COVID. That's that's our locks. COVID's going to win yeah, something. Yeah, COVID's going to win something. That's, so, that's they've been doing that all And all we season. haven't we haven't had I don't think we've won our lock of the week yet. No. So maybe I think I won week. the first one. I just can't remember what the first one yeah. was. Maybe you ought to bet against our locks of the week. Yeah. Fade us a little bit here. Yeah. Um okay, so the first game, Ohio State versus Michigan State. Um we have Ohio State minus twenty four. So Michigan State's getting 24 points. I think that this is a no-brainer. I'm going Ohio State to win big. Manny, who you got? Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on that too. I think Ohio State's gonna cover. I think they're gonna win big. Haven't played in a while. They know they got to impress the committee. Yeah. I mean, they, they do. They're sitting there with four wins, while every other team out there has double their wins. Teams no Ryan Day them. though. No Ryan Day, but I think. Ryan Day is going to be coaching somehow. Yeah, they'll you know, figure a way. They'll yeah. figure a way. Larry Johnson's a great coach. He is, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I do believe that um, Ohio State covers. I think they cover big. I think they know they got to prove something. They haven't played since uh, the rankings came out right. for the either, either of these two weeks. They saw that they were put behind Clemson. They may be fired up. I think they win big. I think they cover. That's if they play. It's if not play. looking. It's not looking very promising. Nope. Um, next game is the Mooses upset Texas A&M versus Auburn. I am picking Auburn to win outright. Auburn's getting seven points. Obviously, I'm taking Auburn in this. Manny, who you got? Hang on, I, I do want to pause for a second because uh, Barry Alvarez, who has uh, chaired the Big Ten's return to play task force, um, he had some comments today regarding. So this is breaking news. This is our first breaking news. Breaking news. news. Not realized, but it, but it is thrown on there. So here's what the, here's what it says. Alvarez on it. Big Ten needs to take a look at changing the requirements for Big Ten football title. Alvarez says, and remember, he's at Wisconsin. Alvarez says, I would think that if something would happen to a house saying they'd have to cancel another game, that there's something that we've got to revisit. They're sitting up there, still ranked number four. Our league can't keep them from having the opportunity if they have a chance to be in the finals. Uh, then asks, is that an AD-level decision? Alvarez says, yeah, we meet weekly. These are things we discuss. We may make some adjustments on that last week. That's sort of a flexible week of scheduling. But but those are things we talk about, and certainly you've got to consider or reconsider. So that's big. Even though we, we were just talking about Ohio State, we, they need to get to those six wins. But uh, Alvarez, the AD for if, Wisconsin, came out and said this. and I mean, it sounds like they're in discussions with it. If you're reading between the lines, that's saying we messed up. We need to have a team that represents us. And Ohio right now, State's our only team that's even got a exactly. chance. Let's make it a way for them to yep. do it. And, and, you know, people can be mad and just say, you know, oh, they're doing it because it's Ohio State. Yeah, well, that's well, here's what the thing. it is. It's, that's, that's exactly what it is. It is. That's what it is. Ohio State, for the past 10 years, have been really the only consistent team that can actually have a say. They should be able to run that Big Ten. They've been able to do that. They should have that uh, leverage over the Big Ten. The thing is, the Big Ten shot themselves in the foot by doing what they did. I, even at this point, would be okay if Ohio State left the Big Ten 
as long as they kept the Michigan game on their schedule. Always. Always so. keep that Michigan game. It'll be like, I mean, if they flee to the Big 12, ACC, anything like that, they can still do the Clemson versus South Carolina, Georgia, Georgia Tech type thing. So if one of our ten listeners is the Big Ten commissioner, screw you. Yeah, get fired. <laughs> screw you. So. Get fired. Fire Kevin Warren. We're done with your crap. All right, yeah. so Manny, back to Auburn, Texas A&M. Um, that was our first breaking news. Yeah, that's nice. I wish we had a little that's bit of nice. music we could have played there. Dun, dun, dun. Um, Texas A&M, Auburn. Uh, Auburn's getting seven points. Again, that's my upset of the week. I would not bet these upsets because you never feel good about having to pick a dog to win outright. Manny, who do you got in this game? I mean, it is it is at Jordan Hare. I think that plays a factor into it. But Auburn just last week just looked. They, they were embarrassed. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I guess you're playing the number one team in the nation. But it is a rivalry game. you think it'd be more competitive. It wasn't. Auburn's not looked good all season. Right. It's been a very disappointing year for them. Yep. Texas A&M also has that same story that last week they just they did not look good. Yes, they got the win, but they right. played arguably probably one of the worst teams in the SEC right now. now really, how good is Texas A&M? We don't know. I mean, you you look at the first game of the season, played Vanderbilt, who has not get a win yet, mm-hmm. won by 5.17-12, did not look good. They're, they're that team that looks really good at times and looks really bad at times. When they were able to upset Florida, they look really good first week, I guess, first week of the season, but you can't be that close to a team like to a team like um, Vanderbilt. But again, how good is Florida? Again, we sit here and we watch the SEC. They were down to Kentucky, 14 to 10 at halftime. And you look at the final score and nobody talks about how Florida State struggled with Kentucky. Yeah, the, the, headline, the headline says uh, Florida rides to an easy road win. Or yeah, whatever I mean, that, that's, that's, that's what you see, it seems like, with a lot of these SEC teams. Is we just automatically assume that they're good because they're ranked high when really they might not be. Again, yep. we got Georgia sitting there at, at eight. Mm-hmm. With two losses. No quality wins. No quality wins, schedule. but we throw them on there because it makes Florida look good, and uh, I don't know who their other loss would have been to. Texas, Alabama. 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 And they actually had, they were beating Alabama, I think, that one, weren't they? I think it was tied in the third. I thought it was 21-7 like seven or something, and then Alabama. Maybe that's what it was. I don't remember. I know late in the third it was – it was it was a tie game. It was twenty four twenty four, I believe. Alabama scored, got a pick six, and then they just rolled. They just ran away with it. So yeah, that means Alabama sucks. <laughs> I wish. Um, with that, you took Auburn. That's your lock. That is not my lock. That's, That's your upset. 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 Yeah. So essentially, a lock upset. That. You yeah. Don't We're gonna look at it differently. Lock, yes. No. Yes. We're gonna go upset. He says Auburn. Um, it's tough to pick this game. It's Bo Nix at Auburn's yet to break out of his sophomore. I I, I would say his first two year slump because he just has not looked good. Yeah, he had I, a couple good games to start off. Yeah, I mean he he he'll get. I think he'll get there. He's a very good quarterback, very talented. Um, they just this is a disappointing year for Auburn, and you see this sense of almost like teams are just giving up at this point when they have nothing to play for. Texas A and M has something to play for. They just look bad against LSU. I think they have a bounce back week. I'm gonna go Texas A and M able to cover. Um, Darn. <laughs> okay, Oklahoma State versus TCU. Oklahoma State, like we said, moved up eight spots from last week. TCU not even ranked. TCU's getting only two and a half points in this. Again, 
I don't know how Oklahoma State moves up as much as they did or what made them move what up. What made the committee look at them and say this, Man, this that's looks... that's a big win versus Texas Tech. Yeah, and, and it made them jump eight spots. I don't know. I don't get that one. I don't. Uh, the problem is, I mean, we we really should just stop doing Big 12 games. We got, I mean, we got three on here. Very unpredictable. But gosh, it's so unpredictable. You never know what Oklahoma State team's coming out. And then you got Gary Patterson, who just, you never know what you're going to get with Gary Patterson either. Right. This is very tough. I know it's at TCU. I hate taking the road teams. I do. Two and a half points. But Oklahoma State still has that outside shot to potentially be able to get into the into the Big 12 championship. They still right. got some to play for. I think I'm going to go Oklahoma State. I'm not confident. I hate this spread how it's two and a half. And there's no reason that, as bad as TCU's looked this year, that they should only be right getting two and a half points. Getting two and a half points in that one. And against the top 15 Oklahoma State team, that should not happen. I'm but, with you on that, too. Oklahoma State, I think, is going to – I think they'll win probably double digits. So um, I, I'm taking Oklahoma State as well. Uh, next game, Penn State versus Rutgers. Rutgers getting 10 points. You know, at the beginning of the season, <laughs> I don't think we would put Penn State and Rutgers as, you know, to pick what we think the spread, you know, who should cover the spread. I don't think that was even on the radar, but as bad as Penn State looked, they've yet to find an identity. Their defense looks atrocious. You never know what you're going to get with Sean Clifford at quarterback. He looked good last week, but played against a team who was having the exact same struggles in Michigan. I don't know. It's tough. It's at Rutgers. Uh, I'm going Rutgers. I think I'm going to go Rutgers, yep. too. I think Greg Schiano's looked very well. A poor team like Rutgers. I think he plays uh, big-name teams pretty well. They're, keep, I'm I mean, they're just Rutgers. keeping it. They've been keeping it close. Rutgers, I'm not saying Rutgers is a good team. I mean, they're not. But but they, they play people well. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're, they definitely turned a corner from what they were the last couple years. Um Liberty at Coastal Carolina, and this is Manny's upset of the week. So he's obviously taking Liberty, and I'm I'm also going to take Liberty. Give me the 11 points, uh, Coastal Carolina. I think Liberty is going to cover this. I don't know if they're going to pull out the win, but, again, this is Manny's upset. Manny, why is this your upset? You know, there is something about seeing these non-Power 5 schools be ranked. I think it's really cool when they're undefeated like that. Yeah. I like seeing it. Like you saw what probably five, six years back, Kent State was undefeated and ranked yeah. 17th in the nation. Like yeah. Seeing that's kind of cool and like it's you root for them. Um, Liberty at one point was undefeated. They suffered that loss to NC State 15-14, close game. Close, yeah. Um, I think they just looked more impressive this year. And I think, honestly, it comes down to – Coaching, and I'm actually surprised Coastal Carolina is 11 point favorite. I think that's very high. To I do think too. Be double digit. I do too. I think Liberty has, I think Liberty has that coaching that Coastal Carolina doesn't. I think, I think I'm just gonna go Liberty here. I don't really have a reason, but yeah, I'm gonna go Liberty with the upset. I too, obviously, I'm going with Liberty, so we agree on that one as well. I think we have, a, well, nope, Texas A&M. We have not agreed on. And, of course, that's my upset. And, of course, that is. Uh, Florida versus Tennessee. Tennessee is getting 17.5 points. I am picking Tennessee on this one. I told you before I like to pick the the big number games. Give me, give me the points every time. This is probably one of the biggest number games we have. I'm taking Tennessee. Who you got? I'm surprised you took Tennessee. I hate Tennessee. I know. That's, that's, that, that's, that's the driving 
uh, reason. That's that's the that's the big reason why. I'm when it comes Florida. to betting, nope, I don't like it like that. But I got reasons for Florida. I'm gonna take Florida. They're gonna cover that 17. Um, they got the Heisman Trophy front runner. He's yet to really look bad in any weeks. The defense is hit and miss sometimes. Tennessee's offense has no identity. I, I think Florida's a good team. They still got something to play for. They got to prove some because they're sitting that's at that sixth spot. Um, I think Dan Mullen gets them fired up. I think Florida's able to. I think they'll cover. I think they'll cover at Tennessee. Okay. So, another one we disagree on. Uh, the next one is West Virginia at Iowa State. West Virginia is getting seven points. I think Iowa State's looking pretty good. I'm definitely going with Iowa State on this one. Uh, I'll give the seven points away. Give me Iowa State. Like you said, they still got something to play for. This is a good Iowa State team. I agree. I agree. Give they, me Iowa State. They got that that great running back in Brees Hall. Um, looks very well this year, as we talked about him earlier. Um, Looked very good this year. Brock Purdy's been there two years. He's a junior now. I think he has that. He's comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, he's poised. He's just been there longer. He knows the system. Iowa State's a very funky team, but I like Matt Campbell a lot. I think Matt Campbell's just going to prove why he deserves to be at a bigger school other than Iowa State. Maybe like a Michigan. I hope he never gets to Michigan because I'll end up hating him. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I think See, again, he's had many opportunities to leave, and he doesn't. He likes Iowa State. I agree. He does. He really does. But I think if an offer like a Michigan, a big-name team like Michigan or Texas opens up, um, I don't see why he wouldn't go there. But, yeah, I like Matt Campbell as a coach. I think he's done very well with these guys. Um, you saw him early on this season. They lost to um, Lafayette. Obviously, you thought Iowa State just wasn't going to be able to mount much, but they bounced back. Sitting there at top, you know, losing to a Louisiana Lafayette, and they're sitting atop the Big 12 rankings. I think he's done a great job having them bounce back. I like Iowa State. Give me Iowa State. I seen a one article last night uh, when I should have been working, and I was looking at college football stuff. And they had a picture of a man dressed in orange coaching for Texas. You know who that man was? Yes, because... I don't know. Okay, so I don't even want to talk about Texas fans, and they're getting to a point where I just I hate hearing about them. And if you're a Texas fan, screw you. I don't care because you guys are so you are. I don't. You're such hypocrites. Two years ago, you're calling for the head of Urban Meyer, and Tom Herman was God. Now you just want him to come in and save your program. You make no sense. Yep. Okay. Urban Meyer's not going to go to Texas. It's a dying program. Tom Herman's a cause of that. He looks awful. Tom, Sam Ellinger, you've yet to be back. Texas is not back. Nope. You've yet to come back. You've Ever since you made that comment, you're a disappointment every single year. You're always at the beginning of the front or runner of the Heisman, preseason Heisman hopeful, and you always crap the bed. Yeah, Urban Meyer's not going to go to Texas. I don't think so no. either. Terrible. Terrible. Maybe what Texas needs to do is go look at their girl college uh, soccer team. Maybe they can find a... Decent player like Vanderbilt did. That's yes. Uh, Good lord. Next, Indiana at Wisconsin. Um, I'm taking Indiana on this one. I'm getting 14 points. Manny, this is your lock of the week. Why is this your lock of the week? You know, I, I take it back to it's unfortunate for Indiana losing their quarterback like they did. I think Tom Allen, I mean, I, what he's done at Indiana, and I get this whole 2020 is crazy with COVID, and he's played less games than a lot of. Uh, a lot of other teams. I feel like he should be the top 
top candidate for uh, coach of the year is what he's done there. Mm-hmm. He was within a possession against Ohio State, thought he looked very well. It is unfortunate them losing their quarterback, but they're they haven't they didn't lose their defense, and their defense is firing. You saw the struggles Wisconsin had against a team like Northwestern, who I feel Indiana's defense is, is better than Northwestern. Had five turnovers. Uh, Wisconsin, they still got some to play for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Grant Mertz at quarterback, disappointing week. He's going against another big team in Indiana. I think that defense, how it how it had its way with Justin Fields, is going to have the same way with Grant Mertz, especially being younger. I think they're going to struggle. I think Indiana, I think Indiana covers. I think Indiana even has a chance to upset Wisconsin. See, I think Wisconsin will win, but I think it could be a three point game. I think I think it'll be close, but it would not surprise me if Indiana's on top. I'm just of really game. shocked that it's 14 points. I am, I am shocked. Uh, I, you know, I do believe if Penix, uh, Michael Penix Jr. did not get hurt, I feel Indiana would be favored in this game. No way, he's worth fourteen points. I, There's no way. I'm just surprised that I am surprised at the fourteen points. I think, I think this would be eight and a half. You think Wisconsin would still be? Oh yeah, definitely. Really? I that, have, that quarterback's not worth fourteen points. I, I don't. There's think no one he's, player in college football that's worth that many points. No, I don't think there is. But at the same time. I, just, I was shocked to see 14 points to begin with. I was too. And I, I'd be sh- I'm shocked to even see that even if Michael Penix Jr. that you think that Wisconsin would be still be favored by over a touchdown. I just don't see that. Uh, Indiana's looked more impressive than Wisconsin. Wisconsin has some struggles. Quarterback play was not good against a lackluster Northwestern team who just mm-hmm. proved they're a fluke. Right. Um, when you get upsets happen, I understand that. But, yeah, I feel like Wisconsin – 14 points is way too much. I feel like with Penix Jr., over a touchdown, I feel like that'd be an, I think that's an easy lock. And that's why I have them as my lock of the week, even without Michael Penix Jr. at 14 points. Next game, Clemson versus Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech is getting 22 points. This was almost my lock of the week. I'm going Clemson in this one. Trevor Lawrence came back last week. He looked good. I think Clemson's going to win big in this one. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna agree with you there. Um, they have not. They've not looked good. Ranked early on in the year. Suffered some losses. I mean, they just. They're so unpredictable. You know, they're, yeah. they're just. They could lose to. I mean, they lost to a Liberty team. They could be. They could be in the race to be like a, like a Miami as they were. Mm-hmm. Now, when you say what would you want against Miami? But, I think Clemson's just too good, and I think Virginia Tech's just not very good. I, I agree. I mean, Pittsburgh just dominated in their last game, dominated Virginia Tech 47-14. to I think Virginia Tech is a similar to Michigan State. I would say, I but, yeah, I would say Virginia Tech's, yeah, I, I would agree with you on that. I think if those two played, Virginia Tech probably would still be favored by about three points. But I feel like that would have been too easy of a lock to take Clemson just because I think it's obvious. I'm surprised it's 22 points. I am too. I, fi- I figured it to be like a 34 point. I'm, I was going to say at least 28. Yeah, I, I am shocked with the 22. Virginia Tech does not look good. Clemson just got back Trevor Lawrence. He did not miss a beat. No, I think he looked good. That's why and I And this is their last game. They're evaluating Miami, Notre Dame, and Clemson on that nine-game schedule. Best thing about teams like Clemson, Notre Dame, and, and stuff like that is they don't have to be impressive anymore at this point. They just got to win. Um Last game, Baylor versus Oklahoma. This is my lock of the week. Oklahoma minus 22, so that means Baylor's getting 22 points. I think Oklahoma has finally figured themselves out, and I think that they're going to win big in this one. 
Yep, I agree. I feel like Oklahoma's going to be able to roll in this. They've, they've looked as good as anybody in college football the last few weeks, dominating every facet of the game. Baylor does not look the same without Matt Rule as their coach. They just don't. Logan Brewer's not having mm-hmm. the year they are. Really struggling. I think Oklahoma's playing at the top of the game right now. I think Oklahoma's able to handle Baylor. Um, looking at this week's games, we just went through ten of them. I feel pretty confident in a lot of these. We disagreed on the Auburn game, yep. the Tennessee game, mm-hmm. and that's it. I think that's it. Yeah. So, I'm not a real fun week of college football. No, there really isn't any huge games. I really think Auburn's got a chance to upset Texas A&M this week. I think they have that chance. I just I feel like Texas A&M has something to prove. I don't think um, there's any other games that really are going to look like upsets this week. Um, maybe Iowa State. Maybe. Uh, I think, again, we've talked about I think Texas A&M, this could throw them out of the conversation. I I don't see how Texas A&M's really ever going to get that top four spot unless absolute chaos happens because I don't see them ever going behind a one-loss Alabama. Um, and like you said, I could almost see Cincinnati maybe jumping a Texas A&M at the end of the year. But, well, we covered what we needed to cover. Yeah, it was a good show. I'm still tired. Yeah, you were tired. And but we're sponsored by... I guess we can't say it. We can't say it. But we are cooking Skyline Chili for mm-hmm. all you Ohio mm-hmm. folks. Cincinnati Chili. Cincinnati Chili. That's homemade stuff right there. So you're sponsored by Moose's Cincinnati Chili. Exactly. And it smells good. It smells I amazing. Got in to fact, put it, on, it was so. put on and we could smell it in the last 10 minutes and I didn't. I just wanted to stop this podcast and go eat it. Uh, it it does smells smell so good. If anybody don't know what Cincinnati Chili is. We're not even going to tell you. Just come to Ohio. Just come to Ohio, go to Cincinnati, and go try it, and then you're either your going to absolutely bad, hate it or you're going to absolutely love it. There's no in between. There's no. You don't say it's okay. It's 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 a delicacy. It's it's special. It is. It's very fantastic. special. By the way, Manny, what do you think of the SEC Player of the Week this this week? What's her name again? I don't know. Something, something Fuller. Something Fuller. Sarah? Sam? Sarah. 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 Sarah Fuller. So was she was she a special teams player of the week? No, she I don't was think that. she was. I don't think she was the. I'm gonna check that because I did see some arguing about it. She was um, SEC, I believe. I'm gonna check that real quick. Regardless, even if it was special teams player of the week, she was you, named SEC special teams co-player of the week. So all you have to do is kick a ball thirty yards one time and have boobs, and not you don't even have to get any points out of it. Just let them start at the 40-yard line. You can be player of the week, Manny. I have to be a chick. Oh, that's right. I got the boobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can kick up 30 yards, though. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's that whole situation. It's cool and stuff, but I, I get it. It's it's awesome, but we you don't know, need to there parade some, it around There like are some this. stuff that I read. You know, if she had went through, if she had earned the scholarship as far as Getting recruited, she she could kick, you know, 45, 50-yard field goal, had good accuracy or something like that. Went through all the summer workouts with these guys and did everything like that. Listen, I would be okay with it. If she deserved it, she deserves it. I'm okay. But now if there is a girl out there that does that, can go through all this stuff, 
she will not be the first one, the most deserving one, because you wanted to do a PR stunt here. So you just took away from a chance of somebody who really deserved it and really proved it mm-hmm. by just throwing somebody out there, kicking it 30 yards, calling it a squib kick, because she can't kick it further than that. And so I, I don't so know. So did you see she was on that Zoom call? Um, I saw something. She was on Zoom call, and she was talking to the person. The person said that... Um, she was on the sidelines, just tired of everybody mm-hmm. being lackluster yeah, and not, no excitement. She got on him, and she got mad at him saying – and then she said that the coaches came up to him and said, I've been wanting to say that for a long time. So there's two things wrong with this story. One, it's your first week there. You've been there four days. You cannot tell Well, you these only players, practiced a couple times. Exactly. You've kicked a few times. And you cannot go to these players and start berating them and say, you got to do better. You need to have – for one, you need to have better leadership in there, and she doesn't have the place to do that. The other thing is – if a Power 5 coach comes to her and actually said... I've been wanting to say, say that. Like they that. should not be a coach. Exactly. And that's the, if that is true, I mean, it makes sense because they're 0-8 and they're, they're garbage and they've and been garbage for a while. Be true, yeah. But at the same time, as a coach, you should not be able to say, yeah, I'm glad you said that. I've wanted to say that. But as a coach, I didn't say that. That's wrong. And you should not be... I don't even think you should be in college football as a head coach anywhere. You're 0-7 at that time. You have a girl come onto your team that they just cherry-picked out of their soccer team, which I, f- mm-hmm. I found out this week that I didn't know this. Vanderbilt doesn't have a boys' soccer team. No, they don't. But still, I still think you have 50 players on that team that could have kicked the ball farther than her. So I still don't understand that. But you're 0-7. You put a girl out there to do your PR. If I was a Vanderbilt player, I would be looking to transfer. And it's not because – they had a girl on their team or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it's like what she said, if that's true about what the coach came up and said to her, or one of the coaches came up and said, said to her, that's not a very good program to be playing for. You wouldn't want to. Nope. You've got to get out of there. Yep. And it's just, it's, again, it's any girl that now would be able to be a kicker, because I don't see a girl being able to play any other position. They're just not strong enough. I mean, <laughs> It's just not going to happen. Physically, it's just not going to happen. Nope. So now a girl that would be a kicker in the near in the future or anything like that, if there's one out there, she won't be the first because they wanted to pull this PR stuff. Is she still on the team? Or is no that idea. just for that I week? I, or? I, I know there was COVID issues. They didn't have a, a kicker on the schedule. Or they didn't have a kicker on the roster. So I get that. Um, I don't know when they're coming back. She might how, still be on the what, team. What do they got? How many... How many was it like 80 players on a team? I believe so. Tell me one out of any of those 80 players couldn't kick the ball. That's the reason they did it. What was the final score of that game? Gosh, I can't watch it. 34-10? I wonder if they would have got down. Or 4 of no, they didn't score. It was 4 of nothing, 34 yeah, nothing. Was, they didn't Because score. everybody was waiting for her to kick the extra point or the field goal. Yeah. And we didn't get to see it. Yeah. Hmm. That's our two cents. But I remember there was a girl for Colorado, wasn't there? There, there. This is the first one in Power Five, a Power Five school. Colorado would be Power Five. I don't think it was. I don't think it was Colorado. I thought it was. Um, either way, I guess that's a good way to wrap up our podcast. There, Manny, SEC Player of the Week. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Uh, well, I guess that's it for the Manny and Moose podcast. Roll the clip.